Good morning. Glad to see everybody here. I was afraid we might have one or two. <laughs> the weather gets you, won't it? If you will, let's turn to Psalm 35. Psalm 35. We'll look at the first three verses. David wrote, he penned the Psalms, and I was thinking of his influence. He says that the Lord's words are sweet. He said, how sweet thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Well, what was he reading? He wasn't reading Luke, was he? Wasn't reading some of the prophets. He's reading Moses. He was reading about Jacob. We're going to see next hour. He read that over and over and over. He said, boy, that's, every time he'd fall, he'd say, ah, Jacob fell. And every time he was lifted up and had Christ filled in his heart again, he said, well, that's what happened to Jacob, too. There's a host come to him, a host of angels come to him. And he was literally and spiritually, he was phys- physically and spiritually a child of Jacob. So that was probably sweet to him, I'd imagine. David wrote this, says in Psalm 35, verse 1, Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. David writes there, plead my cause. Plead my cause. What? Who pleads a cause? An intercessor does. An inter- in our system, court system, we have lawyers, uh, and a representative, and someone is our representative. They're our advocate. They intercede for us against a system we can't communicate with. Plead my cause. But you know, a sinner needs more than just a good legal argument. There's so much about it nowadays. They just everybody's got their defense just so every little block checked and they've got all their ducks in a row, all their doctrines in a row. We need more than just that. We need full and total representation before the holy God of heaven and earth. That ain't reading out of the right book, is it? That's that's having someone plead your cause. Having a person plead your cause. And who's gonna do that? Proverbs 22, it says, The Lord will plead their cause and spoil the soul of those that spoiled them. He'll handle that. He'll plead the cause of his people. He'll spoil the souls of those that spoil his people. It says in Proverbs 23, For their Redeemer is mighty. That one that bought them, he shall plead their cause with thee. That's who's going to do the talking. You get that? I don't have, what am I going to say? I don't know what to say. He's going to do that. He's going to do that. Paul wrote to Timothy. He said, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. Just one. That's one we we pray through. (laughs) The man, Christ Jesus. That's who does the pleading. That's who does the intercession. That's who does the mediation, the go-between. Him. And his pleading's not like you and I would plead. How would we we plead? We'd beg, wouldn't we? 
Oh, please. And he didn't get up there and say, now, judge, if you'd be kind and just maybe have a less sentence or pardon a little bit or not, not quite as harsh a punishment. No, 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 no. He didn't go up, go up and say, pretty, please. That word mediator means a reconciler. He reconciles our case. He reconciles our lives. He presents the case, and he presents the only evidence that'll do. For those given to him, he presents his own blood. He presents his own blood. That's what reconciles us back to the God we offended. His blood, his intercession. And that's for both parties. Did you know that? That's for both parties. The Father can no longer be angry with us. He has no cause to be angry angry with us. He's angry with the wicked every day. But that wickedness has been removed. It's taken away. And it's just and right and holy for him to look on us and say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. That's right. Salvation right for those that Christ shed his blood for. And for us. That satisfies the Father. How does that satisfy you? On Tuesday evening at 4.14 p.m., does that put a little pep in your step? There's no condemnation. And we have no reason to be at war with God anymore. I, I say that, I think I have a message, but do you remember when you was at war with God? He says you was. And if you never was at war with him, uh, you, you're still in the battle and don't know it. You're sleeping through the fog of war. <laughs> He provides the petition. And we have no longer a reason to be at war with him. If he shows us that, we won't be. You'll go from fighting to thinking. <laughs> and the Father has, has no longer any anger with us. The blood of bulls and goats couldn't do that. It won't do. Uh, man's blood can't, can't do that. A man born of Adam, it's tainted. It's tainted blood. We have an issue of blood from a long time ago. Our deciding to let God be the boss ain't going to do it. <laughs> he just pretty pleased wishes you'd come let him be God, and you just got to say it's okay. There's billboards around this nation. Let God hold the reins. Let him be the co-pilot, and I don't know what all kind of garbage there is. I try not to look at it. That's not so. That's not who it is. That's, if that's who it is going to make my petition for me, I don't need him. I don't. I need one that's able. Turn over to Isaiah 43. I, I didn't know where to start and stop on this, and I thought, we'll just read a long way. <laughs> it's amazing just the simplicity of saying the Scriptures out loud. And you would think, just like at Ethiopian eunuch, who could read this passage of Scripture here, these first 13, 14 verses, and not just be, like that settles all of it, uh, asked and answered. You know what I mean? Well, what about this? Well, that God said so. Next. <laughs> it's like we're dead it's almost like mankind ain't got no ears and they ain't got no eyes and they can't see these things and they walk around acting like they can do something about it Isaiah 43 verse 1 but now thus saith the Lord that created thee this is the creator <laughs> speaking to the creation get that first off <laughs> this is God speaking you ain't God now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. I own you. 
When thou passest through the waters, I'll be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. You ain't going to smell like smoke. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for thee. Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Doesn't that break your heart? Think of, the, think of the one that you love most or the group of people that you love most. What if the Lord gave them so you would see Christ? I mean, just turn them over, let them go, killed them, butchered them. It'd be right for him to do so. He said, I've given nations for you. Nations. All those, and that's humans, right? Those priests of all, we read about it. Uh, Brother Gabe said something about it last week. I've told you before. That it's recorded. They're walking in knee-deep blood. You imagine this whole room being filled two and a half feet full of goat's blood and sheep blood and all his animal blood. You walk through it. They didn't do nothing. <laughs> so I've given nations for you. Nations. Since thou wast precious in my sight. Verse 5. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Those that he's going to represent. He's going to plead. He shall save his people from their sins. You get that? Well, I'm going to do my best. If they just cooperate, I'd sure like to let <laughs> We're dealing with God. Not dealing with somebody like us. Verse 7, even everyone that is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. I was thinking, if it was up to me, though I have a charge, God, you mommies and daddies, just like I'm a mommy and her, me and mama and daddy, uh, God holds us accountable for how we govern our homes and lead our children and things like that. Read the Proverbs. I've preached on this before. Uh, told you plainly as I could. Uh, we're responsible for those things. We have an accountability with that. However, if it's up to me, I might be the means, but if it's up to me to bring my children, to bring those I love, to bring those I care about, to hear the gospel, they ain't going to come. If it's on my plate to do it, it ain't going to happen. He has to do it. He has to do it. Does that mean I don't tell nobody to come to church with me? No, it means I tell everybody to come to church with me. Broadcast that seed. Cast that net. I don't know what fish the Lord might be pleased to put in there. That's his business. Bring forth the blind that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Verse 9. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled who among them can declare this and show us former things. Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, it is true. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord. You're my witnesses and my servant whom I have chosen that ye may know and believe me and understand that I'm he. Before me there is no God form, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord and beside me there is no Savior. He's it. Now with that, he says, I have declared. I, he ordered it. He willed it. I have saved. He performed it. And I have showed. He's going to show it in our hearts. He purposed it, he performed it, and he proclaims it. 
He did all that. He did. I, 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 didn't. When there was no strange God among you, therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, before the day was, I am He, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? Who shall let it? Due to this salvation, this work of Christ, you know what we can say? If He's pled, pled our case, He's our mediator. That's it. He's the go-between. He's handled all this. He's performed all this. We can say with David, there in our text. Psalm 35, look here at verse 24. Judge me, O Lord my God, according to thy righteousness. Judge me. Judge me according to your righteousness. How could that be? You don't have any. <laughs> Do you have any? I don't have any. I have him. <laughs> Judge me according to your Christ. Isn't that something? Verse 1 says, Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me, fight against them that fight against me. Christ has provided the full intercession, and he provides the full protection of that purchased possession. He protects it fully. Many times throughout, David said, Lord, fight against those that fight against me. That's wise. It is. He was asking for Saul that was looking to kill him and chase him into caves, and his son sometimes that's trying to kill him and overthrow him and get that crown on his head. He can be the boss for a while. He prayed for that, but... It's good to take it to the Lord and let him do the fighting. You understand that? Lord, you fight it. I, I, it don't work out when I do that. You do the fighting. We're not to pray that our enemies be destroyed, but that the Lord discerns who our enemies are. Don't we? Do you know who your enemies are? Do you know who the wolf is? Nope. Be those of your own house, won't it? What if I live alone? It's still going to be those of your own house. If I was on a deserted island, it'd be that in that house too. Many times David asked that. So we're supposed to just pray, Lord, Lord, kill everybody. <laughs> Call down thunder on them. Light this place up. Then don't listen to you. Well, we don't have enough sense to know who's his and who ain't. Lord, you handle all of it. Handle. Just let me praise you and, and, and you do everything. That's our, that's our petition, isn't it? That's what we want. For that one that provided everything to give us protection. Turn to Matthew 5. We're going to turn a little bit. It won't hurt us. Matthew 5. He just told them, those that if somebody sues you, they said, give me that coat you got. He said, well, give me your coat. Go ahead and give them the cloak underneath it too. Take it off. You want it, you have it. Matthew 5, verse 43. says, Ye have heard that it has been said, of, been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Why would we do such a thing? That. Does your Bible say that there? That ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. Do that. Do that. The, the spit and image. We're going to be in the spirit and the image of our Father. Made just like him, isn't he? For he, he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth the rain on the just and the unjust. 
For if ye love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even the publicans the same? Somebody just so kind to you and loves you, so friendly, and they're going out, they bring you donuts in the morning and just do everything nice for you. Well, I love you. <laughs> so does everybody else, don't they? Easy peasy. If you salute your brethren also, well, I go church with them. What do you do more than others? Don't the publicans do that? Oh, I know, I know that one. We go to water polo games together. We have a good time. And yeah, I know that's my buddy. I'm kind to him, right? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Be ye holy, for I'm holy. What's that? Pray for your enemies. Is that the context? Is that what the text says? No, brother Don. Is that what the text says? That's what comes next, isn't it? What are we to do then? We got problems. Do you have problems? You ever been surrounded by issues and trials and people that hate you and against you and just making life hard and it takes your thoughts away from the gospel to worry about things of this world? Have you been there? What are we to do? Well, I've got to do something. i got to get after it. Chase them down. i got to fix it. I'm going to sit down and read them scripture until they get it. <laughs> Remember Michael, that archangel, archangel, angel? I cannot talk. Michael, the archangel. Hey, that's, buddy, that's up there, isn't it? You reckon you take them on in a fist fight? We'll look at this next hour. Them, them angels aren't plump little babies that have a set of wings and are cute. You bump into a seraphim and you got something on your hands. Uh, two of them took on two whole cities and one. <laughs> you know what I mean? We don't know who we're messing with. But Michael's the archangel. And he contended with the devil about the body of Moses. Satan said, I want that body. I'll just take that. Anything I can get. Just devouring him and biting him. Why would he want a body? I don't know. He wanted it. Did Michael just take him to task? Because Satan was an angel too that fell, wasn't he? Now Michael's in charge. Well, he's whoop him. No. He didn't do that. He didn't bring a railing accusation against him. He didn't even say what was true. He said, the Lord rebuke you. The wisdom of the head angel. The Lord rebuke you. The Lord did it. Why? Paul quoted this, and Moses wrote this in Deuteronomy. He said, to me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Vengeance is of the Lord. That's his business, because he can rightfully do so. He has the wisdom to do so and the power to do so. I don't have the wisdom, and I don't have the power. And by me saying I, we don't. None of us do. We don't have the wisdom. We'll tear up the wheat with the tares. He does. Vengeance is mine and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time, in his time. For the day of their calamities at hand and the things that shall come upon them make haste. The Lord is the only one who knows who our enemies truly are. Our enemies. His and mine. He must sort that out. And I pray each are his. Don't you pray for him. said, the Lord shall go forth as a mighty man. He shall stir up jealousy like a man of war. He shall cry, yea, roar. He shall prevail against his enemies. There in Exodus, we read, The Lord's a man of war. The Lord is his name. Now, you reckon how many people around this county is reading that this morning? You ever heard that? He's a God of war. He's going to win. We need to lift people up this morning. It's rainy. It's bad weather out there. God sent the rain. Isn't he? What did we pray for? I told you a few months ago. Uh, the droughts, oh, the dams are 
going to fall in on themselves. Ain't no water to hold them up. We pray for rain. He sends rain. You have some smart elk sometimes. Well, we need snowpack instead. Oh, well, look, it's there's 14 feet of snow up on the mountains. <laughs> Next. He sends it, don't he? That's who does it. We're to pray for our enemies that despitefully use us just like Saul of Tarsus. He had marching orders to go persecute the church of God, didn't he? You reckon that fellow was bad? A kid could have told you that. I don't want to be in the same room as that guy. What would Stephen do? They stoned him. Saul sitting there holding their coats. And they stoned Stephen. He called upon God saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. It's time. <laughs> this is my hour. You take me. You've pleaded for me. You've received me. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, saying, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. For one standing there, the Lord didn't lay that charge. It was laid on Christ. Right? They, as they stoned him to death. I pray the Lord give me that. The boldness to believe God to forgive others. To have faith to forgive. I want that. Then the Lord dealt with Saul, didn't he? And he said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? We're one with him. The Lord knows our enemies. We're one with him. It's the same enemy, isn't it? Back in our text here in Psalm 35. Psalm 35, verse 1. It says, Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight them. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. That buckler I told you before. You remember what that was? When we learned our words? It's alligator skin. It's a covering. It's a, a, a buffer, isn't it? An atonement. It's like an alligator skin. And I thought this week, I was like, you know, alligator skin, that's rough on the outside. You wouldn't want to hug an alligator. <laughs> they're hard. They're rough. But on the inside, it's awful smooth, isn't it? Well, the, the same one that's our protector, that's redeemed us, and purposed this and provided for us, to us, that's sweet and tender. To the world, that's, oh, it's so offensive. Isn't it? Same way for his ministers. Old Brother Dawn, people say, that's the meanest, hardest fellow I ever met. I say, hey, that's tender and loving to me. That man's told me the truth. <laughs> he cared enough for me to tell me the truth. That's sweet. I don't care if the world finds it offensive. I said, Lord, you be my buckler. And it says, stand up for mine help. It doesn't say stand with me, does it? You do the standing. I thought that time when only the God-man was standing there in John 18. They came to him. They said, he said, who do you seek? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. He said, I am. And they fell back. Hundreds fell flat on their backs. If we had a lick of sense, they'd have got up and ran as hard as they could, as fast as they could away, wouldn't they? They didn't. He said, I've told you that I am. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way. What does our protector, protector do? Stands in our place. Stands. Let them go. You take me. You want me? You can have me. Let them go. What are things you and I cannot stand up against? We can't stand up against the punishment of sin. That's what Paul wrote. Said, there's now... There's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I can't, I can't stand that condemnation. I can't stand to that punishment. 
Christ stood up for us, didn't he? It says in Isaiah 54, No weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. They're holy. He declares it. There's no condemnation. He said, that's mine. And my righteousness is what they're wearing. <laughs> Lord stood up. I thought Isaiah, when the Lord said, <clears throat> he heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and whom shall go for us? I need somebody to go work. <laughs> Here am I, send me. I'll do it. Send. I've seen you salvation. I'll go. I'll go. That's Christ speaking in him, isn't it? He stood up before time. The Lord said, I have a people will make just like my son, but they're going to be sinful. They can't redeem themselves. Who's going to stand in their place? Our Redeemer said, I'll stand for them. I'll live for them. I'll die for them. I'll rise again for them. Satisfy it all. He became the surety for his people even unto the death of the cross, our protection and our provider the whole way. He said, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation. But we're passed from death to life. Those things we can't stand against, he stood for us. Knowing this, we're free from the power of sin. We're free from the condemnation of it. We're free from the power of it. Paul said, Sin shall not have dominion over you. You're not under the law. You're under grace. But now being made freed from sin and become servants to God... You have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life for the wages of sin's death. That's all we're going to get. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We're freed from the, 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 the power of sin. We're freed from that condemnation of sin. Someday we'll be free from the presence of sin. We won't, it'll be a foreign thought to us. I can't imagine that. The human mind <laughs> can't, can't, can't enter into that at all. The Lord told Martha that. He said, your brother's going to rise again. She said, oh, I know, I know, because she knew everything. <laughs> God's telling her something right to her face, and she, I knowed him. He'll rise again that last day in the resurrection. I know that. And he said, Martha, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believeth in me, that though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believe thou this? Do you believe that? Well, I understand the doctrine of the resurrection. No, that's a person. It's a person. We read, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, the strength of sins the law, but thanks be to God which give us, giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a person that accomplished all those things. Wisdom's not something we merely obtain, that we learn. I hope we learn something. I hope the Lord grows us some. But wisdom's a person to the believer, to the child of God. It, righteousness is not just a garment that we put on and we could take off and hang it in a closet. So, no, it's a person, the Lord our righteousness. Sanctification is not something we attain to. Holiness is not something that we can clean ourselves up. It's a person. Redemption is not just a verb of buying something. It's the person of our Redeemer. 
And that resurrection is not just a thing that will happen. It's a person. Salvation's not a theological truth. It's a person. It's a person. There in our text, Psalm 35, it says, Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. He's provided for us. He's protected us. And here he's going to proclaim it in the heart. He's going to say to my soul, I'm thy salvation. That's called salvation. Everything else is a head knowledge. It ain't going to do me no good to be a five-point Calvinist in my head. There's going to be a ton of Calvinists dead in hell at the end days. He had to speak to my soul. That's one-on-one. That's not getting in alignment with a bunch of other people on this earth that have been or are now. That's God speaking to an individual. Do you need that? Do you need that in the morning when you wake up and you're like, how am I going to get through today? Oh, well, I need faith and power and strength and good attitude and positive thinking. No, I need Christ to speak to my soul that he's my salvation. I know that he's the one that provides. I know he's the savior of sinners. I need him to speak to my heart that he saved this sinner. Do you understand that? There's total depravity. That's common. AI can tell you that. They'll give you a good thing on uh, uh, limited atonement. <laughs> Whatever that new program is out. Uh, give you all kinds of good information, won't it? That Total depravity is just an idea. I'm totally depraved. There's, the Lord elected a people. Pharisees will tell you that. It has to be unconditional because if I have any part of it, if I've done something good, he, it, that ain't election. That's works, isn't it? That atonement's limited to those that, that he's saved and called. You understand that? We're going to persevere then. Not, well, all God's saints are going to persevere. I am. I, you, you may die tomorrow. I still got to get through tomorrow. You understand that? I need a person with I need to speak to my soul. And that salvation is a person. Isaiah 12 says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and be not afraid for the Lord. Jehovah is my strength and my song. That's what I said last week. I don't want people going out of this place and telling anybody in this community what we believe and what we preach here. I'm going to tell you who. Tell them who we believe, who we preach, who we need, who sinners need. Therefore will I joy. Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Simeon went to that temple, didn't he? And he took in him the arms of the Almighty God. I can't even imagine that. And he blessed God, thanked him. And he said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. It's a person. He held him. Which you prepared before the face of all people. A light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. The Lord said to that, that instruction to us. Those that preach, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people, saith the Lord. Speak comfortably to Jerusalem. Speak to the heart of Jerusalem. And cry unto her, what, Mike? That her warfare's accomplished. You going to fight my battles? Lord, you're going to have to plead my case. Defend me against every enemy that I don't even know what enemies are. 
And now I know that warfare that I'm so worried about, I'm going to petition, I'm going to ask for, it's already accomplished. It's accomplished. Her iniquities pardoned. She hath received of the Lord's hand double for all her sins. Double. You've been provided for, protected for, interceded for. <laughs> all your sins been put away. There's a holiness. That, that blood covered all the multitude of sin, didn't it? And that water that come out the side made you clean and holy. Just like you washed their feet last Wednesday. Remember that? You've been washed. Can't get nothing on you. Before all the fighting we were doing against the Holy God, that's accomplished. Now all the fighting against the enemies of God and that's warring against you, that's accomplished. And in time to come, that final enemy, grave, death, that's been conquered. It's already accomplished. If I was going to make that as simple as I could, what would be the wisest thing to say? It's finished. It's fin- but people want these, I mean, if i got to get an abacus and a, a thesaurus to show up to hear somebody preach, man, I'm in the wrong spot. The Lord just spoke plainly, didn't he? He said, I'm a door. The seed's got to go in the ground, and then what comes out is going to be just like that, but there's going to be more of it. But it's got to die first. you get that? He was plain, wasn't it? And what else did he say? We believe him on those things. You believe what he said? Lord, plead my case. Defend me against all enemies and speak to my heart that you are salvation. And he said, it's finished. <laughs> Has he done it? All right. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for these words of our brother David. And what trials you put him through, Lord, to, to beg, to cry for mercy and Lord, thank you for the trials you've given us that we may cry for mercy, that we may give up our strength and our thoughts and wisdoms and that Christ would be our mediator. He would stand for us. Lord, reveal that to our souls. Speak that to the heart. Speak comfort to our heart. What a blessing that is to know the person of our salvation. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us our doubt and our unbelief and our sin. and Keep us as you promised you will. It's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen. All right, please.